Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where I, Rosemary McCabe, am going to talk to my sister, Beatrice McCabe, about the summer jobs that we once have and loved and treasured every moment of. Does that sound accurate to you? It does. Would you like to start seeing as you had a summer job way before me because you're much older than I am? I was trying to think what my first summer job was, actually. It's probably babysitting. But then I think I had a summer job down in the garden centre, down the road from me. Yeah, I think it was the garden centre. I mean, I don't think babysitting counts because it was never really a full-time summer job. You know what I mean? Fine. Then, Rosemary, it was working in the garden centre down the road, down the bottom of the hill. I used to go down on my bike. And then at lunch and at the end of the day, obviously, I would cycle home. And the hill was the killer hill. And that was actually lunch. Yeah. The hill I'd be wrecked. Yeah. And that was actually the worst part of the entire job was going on for lunch. I don't know why it never occurred to me to bring lunch. Oh, you probably wanted to get away though. You know, you kind of want to break. I mean, I can't even, I can't go back that far into the trappings of that teenage mind, preteen mind to tell you that I actually, I'm wondering if I had to leave at lunch, like if it closed up or whatever. Anyway, what I used to do was I would stand beside a massive mound of peat moss Peat moss? Peat? Uh, yeah, compost. Moss. No, not moss. Potting compost? Potting soil. Exactly. And I would put it into <laughs> tiny little, can't even remember Pots. the word. Yeah, thanks. And then I would have trays of tiny little saplings and I would transplant them and I got paid per sapling. So the faster I could transplant, the faster, like the more I got paid. So I that literally, brutal. yeah, I literally was at the speed of light moving these little saplings into their, into their, tiny potting compost pots and anytime the owner would come around to chat I was so he was so nice and I was so resentful because I was like this is at least 15 cent 15 cents or 15 pennies at the time that I'm losing and one time how much did you get paid per per pot I can't remember I can't remember I can't remember but I was pretty good like at the end at the end of the week I definitely was delighted with what I earned and god bless him he was so nice to me and I used to go to, I was the only person working there. It was just me and him for the first three or four years. I did it for like multiple years, you know, yeah, and yeah, he was so nice. I did it for the whole summer. And I used to just listen to the radio. I loved listening to the radio. Joe Duffy, all the others, like whatever his name is, right? I would listen to, yeah, your, to your mate, your mate, Joe Duffy. And what's the other guy who's Marty, Marty, Marty Whelan. Whelan? Yeah, he used to be yeah. on at lunchtime and I'd be listening to the like, they'd call in and they'd have their, you know, Oh, I'm the 40, 40, 42nd listener. Yay! And I would be like, don't get distracted. Keep potting. And I remember one time I I felt really dizzy, but like, again, highly competitively, didn't want to lose out on any of these pots. And I said to my boss, I was like, I feel a bit lightheaded. And he goes, oh, okay, well, let me know if you don't feel well. He was so nice. He would drive me home, you know, some evenings and stuff. So nice. I was like, I don't feel very well. And next thing you know, I woke up discovered like I was picked up he picked me out of the cop potting compost I had fainted <laughs> I do not remember this face first into the potting compost <laughs> <laughs> of course 
So it have to be face first. I mean, I can't even make this stuff up. I had to be brought home, like still spitting pot and compost out of my oh, mouth. God. I was just a large, you know, like brown flecked Indo- human. It was so embarrassing. I mean, you can imagine the embarrassment. It was less about like I'm covered in pot and compost, more being picked out of the peat moss. He's like, are you OK? And I was like, Pfft. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) What did happen? Did you just get like too hot and you weren't drinking enough water? Yeah, I think I just got overheated. I couldn't take very many sips of water, Rosemary. That costs money. Time is money. Oh, good point. Good point. Time is money. Yeah, honest to God. So I mean, I honestly, I was lost a lot of weight every one of those summers because I could not pause for a snack. There was this was not like your average summer job where you're like, what can I do now to kill time between 11 and 12? This was like, keep going like a robot as fast as possible. And there was was nobody there was nobody to be chatting with or flirting with. What was happening with all these saplings? Because like it wasn't a garden centre you could drop into. Sure, it wasn't. No, no, he sold them on other garden centres. He sold them on wholesale. So So he would then come and pick up these trays of the repotted saplings and put them back into the tunnels, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually remember. And you know, it's funny. Like, I remember you. I remember seeing you with that, like, kind of assembly line of pots and compost. And I was like, in my head, I was like, she must have been doing more than that. That's just how I remember it. No, no, literally. That's all I did for the entire summer for at least four years. I mean, I think it, you know, gave me a lot of discipline. That actually sounds nice, though, because my first summer job was working in Spar, where I viciously made people sandwiches, like viciously made them horrible sandwiches if they were rude to me. No, no. I, like, Most I of the time you made nice sandwiches, right? Mo- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, like I prided myself. I also prided myself on in inventing. I used to do a chicken fillet roll that you'd then microwave. So you'd fill it with like, you'd love this now, mayonnaise. No, 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 I'm getting ready to get sick. Mayonnaise, breaded chicken, grated cheese and lettuce. And then you'd put it in the microwave. And weirdly, the mayonnaise and the lettuce and the grated cheese, even though you think these things shouldn't be microwaved, they actually were delicious. I put on a lot of weight. While you were like losing weight, sweating in the, in the thing, I was like eating chicken fillet rolls. Yeah, but you were... Lunch and dinner. No, you weren't. You were eating one of those things a day and then you were... You Bringing were, home as many... No. As many maple pecan plats yes. as, as were left behind. You, uh, left behind by, the, by you having eaten most of them during the day. Yes. <laughs> No, no, no. They were very, they were very strict about eating things during the day. But like, if things were left over, you could bring them home. You had to pay for them if you ate them during the day. Oh. I, I, I very much resented that. Oh my! But yeah, God. I actually really liked working in Spar. I think it was because I never really had to work on the floor because I hated the odd day where they'd be like, "Can you go and like stock the shelves?" I'm like, "Ugh." Why'd you hate that? No, I don't know because I liked being on the deli or on the till where you could just chat to people. But I didn't like the actual like bending over and picking things up and putting them up. And you know, I didn't like the physical part. Of yeah, it. but it's funny because I think I'd hate it. I'd be the opposite. I'd love just like the. I actually think what I liked about that summer job about potting plants is exactly what I like about wallpapering. That it oh, is the kind this, of robotic like. It was this really sort of. It's not so much that it's mindless. It's more that there is a concentration that needs to happen. That. Mm-hmm. That doesn't allow for other thoughts, you know, and it doesn't, yeah. it, there's no moment when you're like, oh, what what will I do now? I'm bored. Because you're like, keep going, keep going. And there's sort of a real rigor. And it's the same with wallpapering. Like you can't, it's not like there's any moment where you're thinking to yourself, oh, the wallpaper's just going to hang itself. There won't be a bubble. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every single thing you do. Yes. Rhythm. 
And then they say that that's when Zen, when the feeling of Zen actually happens. It's when you're concentrating it's, it's, to a it's level. Meditative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I really did. I really did enjoy it. I found it. I never felt like, even now when I think about it, it's weird to me that I spent like three or even maybe four summers working in this place for three months by myself and never thought, I wish I would. Okay, A, I was probably underage. I know I was underage to be working in general. So, but like I was delighted for the fact that I had a job. But like, it never occurred to me I should be at home relaxing. I should be like I was only about twelve, thirteen. No, I must have been thirteen. I think it was fourteen. You, were, you could you work. Were thirteen or fourteen? Yeah. I think it was fourteen that legally you could work, and I know I was the year below that. So I was like okay, so first year. Yeah, I was like first year in school, right? But like, why was I not just thinking to myself, I'll hang out at home? I mean, what would I have been doing? Like nothing, mindless chatting to mom. No offense, crying mom. into your Jane Austen. Exactly. I actually just realized I I worked. The, I worked the year I was 13 so I was 14 when I started in Spark because that was the legal age where you could work like a certain number of hours and not like during the week if you were at school blah 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 but when the year that I was 13 I worked in the golf club down the road I was just about to ask if you, I don't think you were 13 because you had to be legally you had to be old enough to work in the golf club you were legal no 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 it was it was illegal because because we got paid in cash and I remember a friend of mine worked there too and we were both underage to work like we were well, that's funny because working. I feel like mom and dad always talk about the fact that I worked before it was legal to work like and you didn't and they always compare this as like a a work ethic sort of thing that's kind of interesting to me they do not they absolutely do you can bring that up with but them at a later date I will bring that up with them those bastards I was actually about to I say to you have you ever club. worked in a rest did you ever work in a restaurant or a golf club so you did so what did you do in the golf club I worked in the golf club did you pick up balls I served food I wasn't allowed to I was allowed to serve drink, but I wasn't allowed to pour the drink. You know what I mean? So like we or get drink the drink the from drink. the bar. Or little you know, did they yeah. know, little did they know you were drinking in the fields. Ah, uh, only the odd time. Not like. Were you at that age? You weren't at that age. Were you age 13? No, you weren't. I 14, I think. No, I, you were you. I think at 14, I, I had my very first and probably one of my only drinking in a field experiences where we were, we were come upon by the guards. <laughs> so unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who were basically like, what Like, what were you doing? Have you been drinking? And then I think they called mom and dad. Like, we didn't get arrested, but they just called them to pick didn't, us up. Like. Of course you didn't get Can you actually imagine <sighs> poor guards? Like, okay, defund the police, etc. right? But like, can you poor imagine? Me. Okay, poor, but can you imagine being a guard? Like, you don't join the I guards know. to break up gangs of 14-year-old Egypts drinking in a field. Can you imagine? It'd be like, okay, Rosemary Beatrice, you guys are on like a field drinking duty tonight. She'd be like, really do I have to like <laughs> seriously like give me the torch it's fucking age it's gonna go down now and like shine a flashlight and hope I'd nobody say, has I'd their say, hands down anybody's pants can you imagine oh I'd say there's no like field duty I'd say it's just somebody calls to go there you there young fellas in the field behind me drinking you know what I mean I'd say someone has to call and then they have to go oh you go John I'm not going I did that last why, week why John you go Susan why are you so sexist because well they were men but I was there you don't remember actually their gender. Oh, I remember them well. John and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Egypt. Guard the John and guard the Kevin. Shut up. Okay, so you were field drinking and also working in a, in a bar, but not drinking in the bar, drinking in the field. No. Working, working in the golf club and absolutely hating it. Oh, I was about to say, why did you not stay there for longer? Why did you hate it? Oh, I hated it. That's what's put me off golfers. I mean, and like other things, but I just found... I found everybody really rude, really dismissive. I remember one day I had to serve the captain's table because somebody, like usually I would just be working in the bar serving like sandwiches, right? And then one night there was this fancy dinner and 
one of the other waitstaff hadn't turned up or something so they were like you're gonna have to serve and I'd never served the captain's table before like I also had no idea of any of this stuff basically when you serve the captain's table you're supposed to serve the captain first oh Rosemary I know and then you serve the lady captain and then you serve the vice captain or whatever and sure I didn't I just went in and was like I'll serve whoever's closest so do you know what do you know what I actually blame mom and dad here for this. Again, you'll be surprised to hear. So I actually have always said to you, I don't think I need to go to therapy. I have nothing to talk about. But now I'm like, I think I need to go to therapy and just complain about my mom and dad. Because (laughs) when I worked in the golf club age 15, I had to go and serve the lady captain and the captain's table. And I just remember, like, they kept saying to me, like, it's the lady captain. And I was like, so what? And they were like, that's the captain's table. And I'm like, good for him. And they kept saying to me, like, you have to serve her first. And I was like, okay. But then when I went up to the table and they were all acting like obnoxious, you know, 40-something-year-olds all acting like absolute twats with this 15-year-old server. And I had like, you can imagine, like 72 plates balanced on each arm because I'd been taught like, and you know, you're serving this with the fish tongs and this with this. And they're like, that's the lady captain. I was like, you know, you feel like going like, congratulations. Like, I'm happy for you, you know? But I just remember I was obviously our parents are socialists, even though dad thinks he's a libertarian. He's obviously a socialist. And I just remember going back into the going back into the like kitchen and going like such nonsense. Right. And the chef was raging, which was the beginning potentially of his absolute hatred for me. And I remember one time this may have been accidental. It was accidental. But in fact, it seemed non-accidental after the fact. I was obsessed with the cheesecakes, right? Because they were these massive cheesecakes on a big silver platter. You know what I mean? They delivered the desserts. Yeah. My mouth's actually starting to water. Hold on. <laughs> they delivered the desserts like once a day or whatever, like a couple of days a week, you know? And they'd like bring them into the walk-in freezer downstairs. And I was always like, how can I cut a slice of this cheesecake and eat it? Because like, there's no way you can scoop with a fork a piece of cheesecake. Do you know what I mean? And they were, this was not the most, I don't know why, I feel like it was off season. It was not the most active golf club I've ever been to in my life. And now that I think about it as well, like I need to tell this to my kids. I, I used to get a bus to a certain point and then I had to walk two and a half miles to the golf club to do my job. I'm two and a half miles back. I'm like, you know what? Like, God bless me. I should add, like, I had no shoes to this story to make it really, really, really like convincing to my, my children. Pockets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Except it was the summer. Anyway, one time I got trapped in the downstairs freezer by accident, right? Like the walk-in freezer. And I was banging on the door and I was banging and banging and banging. And then I remember going like, there's loads of cheesecakes in here. Cheesecakes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but the worst part was I was so afraid to eat them. So I was in the freezer for about two hours, right? And then I started to get really panicked. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not two even... Two hours? There was me, the chef, and one other busboy. I was doing everything at this point. Somebody quit and I was like scraping the carrots. It's where I learned to scrape carrots back and forth into the... Like, it's how you peel a carrot is much more efficient if you do it back and forth, right? Look I've at me. Look at my wrist. Life. Yeah, like this. Not like I used she's, to scrape them. She's doing a very weird card dealing. I used now. to scrape them one way, and then I realized you scrape them both ways. Okay, we can move on from the carrot. What I mean, the point Sorry. being, so it was me, this creepy chef, and this, and like it was literally. I I think my hours were crap as well. Like people would be in the bar, but nobody was in the restaurant, you know. Yeah. And I was downstairs, and I was banging on the door, and I was screaming, and then I was like, "Oh my god, it's cheesecake here!" I was like, "The cheesecake wants me to eat it." Like I was really in a panic to get out of here. Finally, the chef comes down, opens the door, and he's like, "Where the." fuck were you you're like obviously I was in the freezer I don't even know why you're asking me this question I've obviously been here you just opened the door and found me you know and he's like fucking idiot get out of the fucking freezer and I get it and then later that day 
two pieces of cheesecake were missing and I swear to God, it was nothing to do with me. Your eyes, it was nothing to do with me. And I got blamed for it and they, they docked them from my wages, but it genuinely wasn't me. You should you should have eaten that. You should have eaten one. I should have eaten at least well two. Be for three slices as two now. I know, Rosemary. I didn't eat any cheesecake because I was so no, afraid. No, 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 but what I'm saying is you should have eaten at least one slice because if you were going to have to pay for two, you may as well have had to pay for three. I believe you didn't eat the first Well, two. I hate to break it to you. I wasn't actually a seer. I couldn't see into the future. So had I of knowing, as they say, I would have eaten at least five pieces and gotten charged for them. Well, sorry. Can I just get back to my important yeah, back to you. Back to, you. back to you. Back to you. Back to me. So I walked in, served whoever. Everybody went completely quiet, completely silent, just stared at me. They're so like, I'm like, who's your one? Something's happened. And then this one man who had a kind of a nice face went, you're supposed to serve the captain first. But then the captain didn't want the plate that had already been put in front of someone else. So I had to bring that back to the kitchen, right? Oh so then gosh. I come back to the second time and I'm obviously in a flap. Drop a plate of food on the floor. <gasps> Not a single person reacted they all literally looked away like oh this is embarrassing well sorry like what are you going to do if somebody drops a plate in a restaurant do you jump up to help them (sighs) I I feel like if they were a child if they were a 13 year old child I probably would Rosemary you didn't look 13 your boobs were pretty big you probably looked 16 no you You definitely no 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 you definitely look 13 but no you don't like if a waiter drops something you just go oh so awful but like you think that it's okay for them to drop it you know what I mean because like people drop shit yeah, well, I basically got in so much trouble then because it was literally just yeah. like, what are you playing But at the you don't table? know that, like, right? Ugh. Like, they, you know what I mean? If Like, you don't know that behind the scenes, like, somebody's getting berated for this. Because, like, if people drop stuff now, I just go, oh, bless them. Yeah. Go on. Oh, embarrassing. Anyway, that was, like, I just remember being absolutely mortified and them all giving oh. me absolute filthies the whole time. And that was just, like, Poor my you. experience at the golf club. It was like they, were, like, they were all, nobody was ever particularly nice. Nobody tipped, like, at all. Oh, well, it's Ireland. Nobody tipped at all. I remember once I went in, so once I went out to serve, right, and I came back into the kitchen, I was like, oh, your man who ordered like a chicken sandwich no longer wants chicken. He wants chicken without mayonnaise. And the chef picked up all the sandwiches in his hands and just flung them at me, at my head, right? And they all hit me, just to be clear. I was just about to say, did they hit you? Oh, they all hit me. And I was was expecting you with the reflexes of a cat to have died (laughs) them. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just remember, I was so upset. Like, it was so upsetting because I too was only a mere ch- slip of a child, a mere solid of a child. And I just remember like going like, who even does this? And then I just was like, I'm quitting. And I quit. Oh, good. Not in that moment, but that evening I quit. Oh. Like I should have, well, of a- course, just said I quit. That's a much better reason to quit than when you quit Max Mara because they told you to take out your lip ring. Oh my God. That wasn't the real reason I quit. I that quit because... Decision. I quit because the day was so, that was literally like a decade. I, could, I mean, if somebody said to, you, said to me, how long did you work at Max Mara? I'd be like, a decade. You were also really hungover, weren't you? Yes, but it was the longest <laughs> decade of my life. It the, was the indignant, the indignant tone. Yes, but. Oh my God. It was literally, there was one person came in for the whole day. I think I told the story already. Yeah, I, it was in did. Italy. Because lunchtime there is a three-hour affair, at like 12 o'clock, they close the store and they're like, come back at three o'clock. It's like, what am I supposed to do for three hours? I don't live near here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So I sat in the park. It was so boiling. It was the height height of summer. I sweated all over myself. I was already entirely hungover. And then I had to go back and act like I wasn't entirely just sweaty and wrecked and like refilled stacks of un... How, sorry, disturbed sorry, how clothing do act, how do you act like you're not sweaty I genuinely like to know this would be useful for my life 
oh, you just kind of like, you act like your entirely super pink face is just because you're, that's your complexion. That's your complexion. Yeah. You know, you know, I also got locked in the freezer in Spar, but actually somebody locked me in there. What? Yeah, like as a joke. And I basically, having no sense of humor whatsoever, nearly had a panic attack, started crying my head off and my tears practically froze on my face. And then when I finally, when they finally unlocked it, I fell out the door because I was so like, like literally tripped out the door. So I was in such a panic. I was like, that is not funny. I was probably only in, the, in there for about five minutes. Bless, why did they lock you in there? I think I was too, probably really annoying. You were too hot. No, I was probably really annoying. Oh yeah, no doubt. But like also... They were probably like, this one keeps trying to sell our microwaved chicken sandwiches to people. We just need to get rid of her for a while. I ha- they're probably like, the, this place smelled great before this one arrived. And now she's, she's throwing chicken and cheese with mayonnaise in the microwave all the time. And I don't want to work here anymore because it stinks. Oh, it's delicious. I'd love, I'd love a chicken roll right now. It sounds absolutely but you know disgusting. After, after those jobs then... I worked in tattoo in the Stevens Green Centre, which I absolutely loved. You loved that. You love telling people what to do. Oh, I didn't tell people what to do when I was in what tattoo. What to wear. Either. What to wear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. I do love that. How long did you work there for? You absolutely loved it. And you were so proud of working there as well. I worked there for all, well, like one summer. And then I started working there the next summer. And I left after about three weeks because I had a, fight, had a fight with my boss, kind of. What kind of fight did you have with your boss? I think, I think I've told this story before as well. Basically, I had gastroenteritis. And... I came into work like like I didn't realize I had it. So I came into work one day and I just was felt re like felt really sick. Spent like half the day in the bathroom and then had to go home sick. But before I went home sick, I had asked one of the other girls, "Do we get sick pay?" And she was like, "No, no, uh, we don't, because because we were all just getting paid cash in hand." I was obviously like, "Oh, raging," but like hopefully I'm not sick. And anyway, I went to the doctor when I got home and I had gastroenteritis. So I ended up being off work for a week or for ten days or something. And I went back to work and I think it was the day. You were, you were leaving to go to Milan. The, the, you were moving. And so, or it was the day before. And that was the day that I was back to work after being sick. And I remember going in and my boss basically took me aside and was like, such and such told me you were asking if you get paid sick pay. And I find that very convenient that you were then off sick. And I was like, but she told me I don't get paid sick pay. So actually it's very inconvenient. She was like, that just seems very suspicious to me. And I was like, I, I have a doctor's note. Like, I've literally been, like, on the loo for about a week. Like, I was really, really unwell. She was basically just accusing me of lying. And I was also like, I think at the time I was like, if I was lying, why would I come back to work the day my sister is moving to Milan? I would have just come back, like, in three I days' mean, time and spent... sounds convenient to me. And I'm also wondering why you did go back the day your sister was moving to Milan. Why didn't you care enough about your sister to continue to fake this sickness? Well, so then, basically, she was like, you know... Like, I don't think you should work here anymore. This can be your last day. Like, on, on this very day that I got back. And then at lunchtime that day, the shop was really, really quiet. So she was like, I'm going to send Lucy home or whatever. Because we're really quiet. And I was like, well, can I just go home? And I don't know why I didn't just go, you know what, I'm just leaving. Because I was, but I was like 15, you know what I mean? So I didn't, or 16. But I remember being raging because I was like, I could go and hang out with you. And like, you're leaving tomorrow morning. And she sent the other one home and I had to work my full day. And then she gave me my whatever 50 quid and was like, goodbye. You know, we could have been really good friends if you'd done that. That would have changed the trajectory of our relationship. What an absolute weapon, though, all the same. People are thick. I know, I know. And it was, I remember even being like, what? When she was like, it's very convenient that you asked if you get sick pay. And I was like, but the answer was no. So like me being off sick then is not convenient because I didn't get paid for the last two weeks. Do you know what I mean? It was just it made no sense to me. 
bless. I think she just was like, I liked this one last year and now she's too big for her boots. Probably. she may, Maybe she was not incorrect. What other summer jobs have you had? Um, I think that's it. I think that was like... Because I think that was probably fifth year. I don't think I had one. Well, like after sixth year then, I went and got a job in... Or I worked in Urban Outfitters and then I worked in Zara and then I worked in the civil service cause, because I took a year out between sixth year and when I went to college. And I think I worked in tattoo in like the summer after fifth year and the summer after fourth year. And then I think third year and second year were spar. Like third and second were spar slash maybe the golf club. I'm not really sure. I, I mean, feel, then, I like then when I was in college, I worked in mm. Chivago. I worked in the music shop in, in Galway, like part time while I was at college. And, then and the cheese then shop. The cheese shop. And the cheese shop. I remember that. <sighs> That's the best job ever. I have I to say. everyone in the cheese shop. We got delicious free sandwiches and we got to eat as much cheese as we wanted. I was just thinking about the commonalities between the jobs that you enjoyed. They were a lot like customer facing and you didn't really enjoy the ones where you were more, you know, not, I mean, sorry, like not so customer facing, but like, you know, more isolated or, and I'm literally like, I'm the polar opposite. I loved the ones where I was working by myself with myself. I hated the ones where I had group responsibility or like outward focus because I'm thinking I hated working in that golf club I loved working in the garden center I also had a job and I mean this is where I'm like the massivest you know nerd maybe where somehow I'm not quite sure how but somehow I managed to get the keys to the school so that I could paint the school during the summer holidays I'm not sure how I mean mural no less you obviously saw Sister Act and you were like, I know what the school oh, needs. Oh, no, it wasn't just the mural. Like, we painted all the all the actual rooms. Like, we painted the, the school. You? Yeah, yeah, like, we painted the school like actual painters. Oh, God. Yeah, and I'm just going, like, I don't know how this happened, but, like, there's an entrepreneurial spirit, which is what Mother likes to call it. But I'm actually, like, I think it was more, like, people avoidance spirit. Like, if I can be in charge and do my own thing and not have to talk to other people, I'm in. And but it was, but it was you. You and a few of your friends, wasn't it? it? Wasn't just you and your own. No, it was me and a few of my friends. But I, I feel like I was the one who organized it, which is not yeah, yeah. super surprising. Like I think there was a. I think you were. I think there was. To your point, there was a mural that got painted, and then I was like, do you know what? The rest of the school could do with the paint. And then they, the teacher said, well, we do pay people to paint it during the summer. And I said, why don't you pay us? And I'm sure they were like, grand job, like probably way discounted rate you know they paid they paid yeah. for the paints etc and then we charged an hourly rate and we cycled over every morning which was they didn't you cycle from we cycled to the school we cycled which was like on the nice jewel carriageway like whatever six or seven miles was it six seven miles yeah about that six seven miles every every day how long did it take you like 30 minutes or something yeah not th- not that long like oh. you know we got used to it like i'm thinking now it was grand job had our helmets on and then spent the whole day painting and then cycled home and did that for two summers in a row, I think. Oh. But like, we all loved it. We rocked up. We brought our ghetto blasters. We really did. We listened to, we, we listened to all the music. We sang our heads off. We had a great time. We were all in choir together. We loved it. Absolute nerds. Oh my God. We nerds. absolutely loved it. We had a great time. And then we were like, everything was this lemon yellow color, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That lasted until my day in school, I think. Yeah, well, I'm sure they were like, we're not repainting lemon everything. Lemon, yellow, theme, like, lemon, yellow um, everything. 
I just can't imagine. I feel like I like in summers I never I didn't just did not want to step my foot through those doors in the summer. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to see that school now until September. Yeah, but I don't think it even occurred to us. We were all just delighted. We felt like very grown up. We were earning, you know, our own. We were in charge. of. I think that's actually the interesting part is that nobody supervised us. Like, I think that was the interesting part about the school. It's just like, here's the key. In you go. Like, it was very sorry, trusting. So, sorry. That's that's how you know you are like the ultimate teacher's pets. Like <laughs> there's probably no other students in that school that they'd be like, sure, give them the keys for the entire summer, John. They'll be grand. <laughs> like, but you guys, they're like, listen, these girls wouldn't know what to rob. If, you know, they wouldn't, it wouldn't even occur to them. They'd be like, anything they're going to put up on the blackboard will be extremely polite. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll be like writing up their favorite Jane Austen quote. <laughs> we would have been... <laughs> We would have been in the rooms going like, that's not the correct answer to that math question. Erase that. <laughs> no, you'd actually be putting up like Shakespeare quotes on the board in calligraphy to inspire the next generation, the next year. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May. That is summer's an incredibly leaf annoying voice. Hath that's all too literally... short to date. Oh. Sometimes too hot the eye of heaven shines. Maybe you should contact Calm the app and see if they need anyone to like read some books. And often some is his gold oh, complexion stop. dimmed. And stop. every fair from fair You're making me want to give times. you a smack. Okay. <laughs> oh. Also, I feel like I don't know the next, next line, so I better be careful. <laughs> but such massive nerds, like. Oh, I know. Total massive nerds and a total. Totally. I mean, great. Like, I'd say the school, I'd say they were delighted. They're like, we're saving money. Well, I actually, you know, I, I do wonder if they were as delighted when they came in the next day. Were they like, oh, there's a reason you pay professionals. I mean, I was thinking this this week when I had a young lad over to do my garden. And, you know, nicest guy in the world. But like in Fort Wayne, and this is the weird thing about moving to the Midwest. Like, you live in New York, you live in Dallas, right? You live in Milan, you live in Paris. If you want something done, you call somebody and they come and they do it. If you want something done in Fort Wayne, you call somebody and they say, oh, sorry, we're booked up until 2052. And you go, oh, I just want like, I just want this small area like that leaked. I just want that painted. Oh, I'm sorry, we're booked up. So you call around, you call 20 places and they're like, oh, sorry, we really can't do it till like 2025. And you go, and this is like a common complaint this is not just yeah. me being a weirdo. Like in the office, everyone who is not from Fort Wayne is like, how do you get anything done yeah. around here? And like it also isn't confined to any one industry. Oh, no, like, no, no. Anything. Oh, any kind of odd jobs or gardening, like not so odd painting, jobs. plumbing, lighting, anything pool around. Pool fixing. A pool fixing, anything home related. Like, and it's not just, oh, it's a pandemic and everyone's busy or unavailable. It's like since I arrived here six years ago, Anytime you want, I'd like to have some stuff done in my garden. Yeah, well, you know what? Like, you're actually not asking for an Olympian swimming pool to be put in. And it's not going to be $400,000. It's not really worth our while. And you're like, how does anybody have a business? I honestly think there's a full, amazing business to be had here. Just doing normal things for people. Anyway, so. Yeah, but I mean, I also think it's because there's like six good places to do like all these different things. And they're all booked up. Do you know what I mean? That everyone's like, oh, oh there's only like six guys who do that. And yeah, but booked. no. There's like a million guys to do these things and they're all booked. And like even the bad places are all booked. But like I do wonder if maybe they were. So anyway, had this guy come over. Really nice teenage guy, basically the equivalent of myself doing the school painting, right? Did a great job. My back garden looks extremely tidy. I'd have to say tidy being the very, operative word. Very trim. 
And he ripped up every single plant that I was in love with, right? He just ripped up my lilac bush that I just planted. He ripped up all types of things. But to be fair, I came home and Don's like, Don was like, oh my God, I'm so worried. He's like, I went out to pick up the kids. I went to pick them up from school. When I came back, everything was ripped up. And I'm like, but you know what? Like to be fair to him, it looks great, right? I obviously wish that my lilac bush was not ripped out also, but... He also pulled up all my sage plants. He pulled out all my cosmos, all my zinnias, all my everythings. Anything that was not tidy looking is gone, right? And that basically encompasses everything in my garden. Okay, we'll get, we'll get over that, right? But it's interesting because I wonder, like, so anyway, I said to Don, but you get what you pay for. Like, and I don't mean that flippantly. Like, I think he did a very good job considering he's an 18-year-old who was asked to mm-hmm. do a garden. You know, he's done a very nice yeah. job. And I'm trying to, like reconcile the loss of my plants also I'm just like great you did a good job I was never going to make it look this good looks good it looks very good yeah yeah but all my plants are still dumped somewhere in a dumpster which is very (laughs) distressing anyway but anyway I said to Tom will you get what you pay for like and I didn't mean that it's like because I said to Tom it's not that I'm not willing to pay for the professional I cannot find a professional right but I'm wondering if like my school felt the same way where they think to themselves oh Jesus like these guys rocked in and like this is they did because like there is something to speed and you know like when the painter comes around and the painter paints your house he paints the sitting room in a day where you're like oh I know well I put the tarps down and then we'll do this and we'll have it done by next Thursday week you know because like there's also a lot of like we need a cup of tea now I'm parched like we need a cup of tea now we need to sit down now we need a break now it's lunchtime I know yeah well when Julie and I used to live together we would we would joke because she would like to make the tea and pour the wine and I would like to do the painting and put the furniture together, right? We were a perfect team. But she was so intuitive, which is probably every five minutes, would you like a cup of tea? Is it time for the wine? And I'd be like, yes. I was always like, yes. (laughs) Oh my God, now I feel bad because today... Brandon and I put together the baby's dresser and by Brandon and I, I mean Brandon. I know, I I was upset about that. Why? Because because I asked you to do it. Yes, and then but behind then you weren't able to. Now you're isolating. I know, but behind my back, you had Brandon do it. You're not having this baby for another forty two days, as you pointed out to me. I know, but I'm freaked. I'm just like you're I not need to get freaked. Ready. You're not, not freaked. Ready. You're not freaked. You were just like this is a great romantic opportunity Excuse to do something with Brandon. That's fine. I am allowed to feel my feelings. I am freaked. That's my truth. You literally said you to mom down. and dad today you weren't freaked. Yeah, because I'm trying to make them feel better. Don't about annoy here. me right now. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, you handed. Anyway, I was just going to say. You handed Brandon the stem screws, and then you said what? I said nothing. It didn't occur to me to make him a cup of tea or do anything. I just sat there. What? You did nothing yeah. at all from not even a glass of water. No, I just I just sat on my little little chubby arse and went. I think you're doing that wrong. That's not straight. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. <laughs> I tell you now, he'd be good at like summer of odd jobs. But you know, all the same though, to be quite honest, now I feel like we're very two very different personalities, even though recently you said we were very alike. We're not. Two very different personalities. And here's a tip for people, kids, teenagers looking for their summer jobs. Think about what you most enjoy and least enjoy, like in life. Oh, Rosemary yeah. likes to be around people. She has always loved customer facing jobs. Yeah. I I love hearing people's stories. Yeah, not so much. I like those zen moments like wallpaper hanging and like painting and those moments where you zone out and get to just have all those these thoughts where you zone out and face plant into the potting soil <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> ah, memories 
So we'd love to know about your summer jobs. I'd particularly like to know if people have had like terrible summer jobs. Oh yeah, I'd love to know that too. Just for like, like entertainment's value. A friend of mine used to always volunteer to like tidy up after festivals and stuff because if you did that, you'd get free tickets to the festival. And I always just thought that would just be so grim. Bet you'd find tons of money as well, would you not? I'd say you'd find, I'd say you'd find like a lot of money and possibly like drugs and other things that you might or might not be interested in. But I'd say you'd also find a lot of like used condoms. condoms. Yeah, look your face, yes, making that like face. Underwear. I never worked in a pub until I like moved to Milan. Did you ever work in a pub? I think you no, did. Only, only in Milan. Oh, only in Milan in Cape Town. I think it was mainly because like we didn't live in the village, so we couldn't walk home. You know, whereas like a lot of my yeah, friends yeah. worked in the pub and I was always dying to work in the pub. And I have to say, I did love working in the pub. I loved working in the pub in Milan. I loved, but I loved maybe the fact that like I was the Irish person in the Italian pub. I don't know that I would have loved it as much in the Irish pub, but I don't know. Yeah, I just loved getting first dibs on the aperitivi. I didn't really love working in the pub that much. You worked in a pub with decent aperitivi. I worked in a pub with no aperitivi. Oh yeah, well listen, the aperitivi were the, were the main perk for me. I like it was very late, Beatrice. And do you remember, I like I wasn't allowed to wear sleeveless tops, so I was sweating profusely <laughs> all the time. I can't believe that <laughs> stupid rule. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We'd love to know about your summer jobs. Let us know on Instagram at Not Without My Sister. We're on YouTube if you search Not Without My Sister and you feel like that'd be a good place for you to listen to the podcast without work knowing. You just have it open in another browser window. Oh, for God's sake, don't say that. Do you know another summer job that I never had was the one where everybody came to America? On the J-1 visa. On the J-1. I always yeah, wanted yeah. to do that, but I like I never either. did. I never wanted to do that. Everybody seemed to have had a great time. I'd love to hear all I about know, those stories they too. All had to, they all had to like share a room with eight other people. It sounded awful. Sounds great. They all had stories about like some guy staying over and peeing in their wardrobe and maybe that's just my friends. <laughs> there was always a desperate story. And like another friend of mine got really drunk one night and punched a wall and then they all had to pay like an extra thousand dollars to the landlord. Desperate. Desperate. I mean, I have very lowbrow friends. Obviously. Sounds desperate. Does sound desperate. Yeah, I know. Imagine you'd be raging if you were that landlord. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're be, on Patreon. Pa- you'd be raging oh. if you were the friend who had to contribute to the grant. Oh yeah, good point. And also raging if you were that landlord. Yeah, yeah. No wonder yeah. Irish people got banned from so many properties. That was the. Do you remember that was the big story? I don't. Always happening. I don't. Do thanks. Not? Thanks for listening. Patreon, please, please support us if you if you enjoy this. We lo- we appreciate and love all our Patreon fans. Patreon <laughs> fans, they're called patrons. I like oh, to refer yeah. to them as the Demedicis of of podcasting. Uh, yeah, you can sign up to our Patreon from five dollars a month, and you get an exclusive bonus episode every Friday, and you also get the regular episode early and without any annoying ads. There's a reason Rosemary usually does these endings. Very good at the happy endings. Thank you all so much, and you'll catch us next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.